if a team member's check, you know, doesn't deposit in their account, like that's an expectation. They they want that check, right? Or they they want that money. So if that process isn't working, then they feel like some some level of expectation has been met. And to your point, then it's harder to get to the exceeds because they're thinking about the what we didn't do to meet an expectation. Welcome to the Attraction Pros Podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and challenges facing the attractions industry today. We chat with some of the top leaders in the field and provide resources that will help develop your career in this great industry. I am Josh Liebman. I am obsessed with the guest experience and helping attractions make that their top priority for success. And I'm Matt Heller. I am passionate about organizational effectiveness, leadership development, and employee engagement. Now sit upright, hold on tight, and get ready for the Attraction Pros Podcast. This episode is kindly sponsored by Attractions.io, the guest experience platform behind Merlin Entertainment's San Diego Zoos, and the PGA Championship's branded mobile apps. And just like us, the team at Attractions.io is on a mission to elevate the guest experience and ensure that they exceed the expectations of today's digitally native guests. By combining a branded mobile app with an operator console that consolidates behavioral data from every touch point in the guest journey, the Attractions.io platform empowers operators with the tools they need to increase guest satisfaction, spending, and loyalty. And to learn more about how Attractions.io can help you connect your end-to-end guest experience, visit attractions.io slash how it works. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. Woo! Yes. Always love hearing that fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I love saying it. I really do. I, and at this point, if there are loyal listeners, it may become an expectation to hear it. Mm-hmm. So that actually is a springboard to something I wanted to ask you about. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you know, fantastic or about expectations? Expectations. Okay. So you know how you're always talking about exceeding guest expectations? I do know. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I had a situation the other day that um, I'd love to get your feedback on. Okay. Um, so I was doing a speaking engagement and I got off, got off stage and the organizer came up to me and she said, wow, you really exceeded my expectations. And so my first thought was great. That's wonderful. But then she said, now I don't want that to be an insult. She said, I, um, uh, I don't want you to think that I had low expectations, right? And you exceeded those low expectations. She said, I actually had high expectations and you exceeded those. And so what I started thinking about, obviously hearing you talk about this for so long, is has high expectations ever been an insult, right? Can can that be misconstrued or taken in a way that may not be the way we intended to take it? So I think that this is such a fascinating conversation. And when you first told me that this happened, what did I reply back? I said, I think that's going to be this week's podcast. I think, yes, you did. You did. <laughs> I think we can really break this down. And I think that we could we could talk about this from a from a number of different ways of when we talk about expectations and when expectations are met or when they're exceeded or when they fall below, that there's two different things that are happening. One is there's the expectation that uh, in this case, this was the the client, the event organizer, the expectation that they had of 
what is Matt going to be like when he comes here and speaks? And then there's the experience itself. So in this case, it is Matt speaking. But more specifically, it was that organizer's perception of how she saw your your presentation, your speech, um, you know, however that went, and how that connected with the expectation itself. So uh, a couple of follow-up questions for you here that that maybe we could unpack this a little bit more because this, you know, for starters, applies directly to your circumstance with with your public speaking business and you know the expectations that you're delivering with your clients. But we can also think about this in the realm of, of everything else. We can look at this in the realm of guest experience because there's the expectations that your guests have when they come visit your facility. There's the experience that you deliver. There's the experience that they perceive. Uh, we can talk about from the, the leadership standpoint, the employee experience. The employee expects something of their experience at work. And then there's the way that they perceive that experience. And if it there, and, and there's, I, I always say there's some sort of disconnect. It always falls below or it always, it always exceeds one or the other. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I'm sure throughout this conversation, we could also look at it from the business to business standpoint of, of manufacturers in the industry. They're delivering a product or they're delivering uh, maybe, maybe it's technology, maybe it's a physical product, maybe it's something that's engineered, whatever it is to their clients, the operator they've got an expectation of what that's going to going to be if I work with this business, with this firm, with this agency, whatever that is. And then there's their perception of that experience itself. So there's there's two big things at play, whether we're talking about B2B, B2C, guest experience, employee experience, all of it, you know, all of it. There's the expectation that the, the buyer has or kind of the, the end user. And then there's the perception, the experience that they have. So uh, my first follow-up question for you here is, what did she expect when she booked you to come speak? So that's a great question. Um, I don't know that I can ever really truly get in the head of anybody else really in the world to know really what they expect. But um, I think so. I think there was a um, how would I want to say this? Um, a recommendation. I mean, in fact, I know there was a recommendation. So um, Eric Snow from Holiday World is the president of the um, uh, Indiana uh, Tourism Association. And he and I have known each other for many years, and he's seen a lot of my presentations. So it's likely that as he told the organizer, you know, the, the other person that was working on this about my presentations and, you know, some of the things that I've done in the past, that that started to drive her expectations, right? Okay. I think there's also, so I, I think based on that, because Eric has given me the feedback that he really enjoys my presentations, that maybe she had a, you know, really, really good expectation based on somebody else's recommendations, somebody that she trusts. Um, but also we had a number of really good conversations leading up to the conference about, you know, the topic and what it was going to be like. And, and this is the one where I, I kind of shared the stage with Vince uh, from Meow Wolf. So, you know, it was very collaborative and we had a lot of, um, like I said, great conversations leading up to it. They were fun. She's a super fun and bubbly, energetic person anyway. So that made it, you know, very easy to have a, a really engaging conversation with her. So I would imagine that it came from, from that. And then, you know, I had never met her in person before that. And so the, the day before I got to meet her a little bit, the morning of, you know, talk to her a little bit. And so probably some of those personal interactions probably led into also the, the expectation that she might've had. So um, I think it really comes from those three areas, defining exactly what that expectation was 
I don't know that I can. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So <laughs> it is very hard to define a very specific expectation. So I was going to actually kind of break that down a little bit, but what you just said right there at the very end was very critical. So we look at it from uh, the expectation that this woman had of what's it going to be like when Matt comes to speak is formed based off of everything that you just mentioned. Her conversations with Eric, Eric said, you got to hire Matt, which meant that he gave you a, a very strong word of mouth referral, which already set the bar pretty high. And then you talked about how you worked with her, uh, you know, via, you know, virtually, you know, in anticipation up to the event, all of that formed the expectation going forward. Do you think that the expectation that she had was identical to the expectation that perhaps someone else has had? You've been you've been on the road a lot, right? So you've been you've been doing a lot of speaking. Look at you know any of the any of the other gigs that you have. Do you think that the expectation maybe maybe it's very similar? Do you ever think that it's been identical or exactly the same? Again, I think that's really hard to say um, because this is a very specific group of people. Right, they're they're tourism professionals, very similar to what we find at Florida Attractions Associations. A lot of DMOs, a lot of tourism people. Um, in this particular group, they are growing their attractions um, sector of the of the association. So that that part is growing. Um, so a lot of people in marketing and and that type of thing. I would wonder. So I also did a session, as you mentioned, I've been traveling. I did a session for Palace Entertainment, and I was working with their maintenance and operations teams would their expectation be very different of somebody coming in to do a presentation, right? And then also, how is it how is it delivered in terms of the communication of what that is going to be? You know, mm -hmm. so if someone's coming in to do a, a general session or a keynote, is there a difference between that and doing a four-hour workshop, which is what I do for Palace, right? So that right there might change your expectation, right? Sure. The, 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 the mindset that you bring with this again somebody in a in a in a marketing per, uh, profession coming to a conference they're paying to come to this they want to come to this this is this is you know what they're going to use for their inspiration and, and knowledge gathering and that kind of thing they may be looking for something just overall from the conference different than somebody coming to a, a a maintenance conference and i'm not saying that's you know one's better than the other but you just may have different expectations based on your your previous experiences you know if if either of those groups had been to an, a, an event where the speaking was just uh, you know and we've all been to those right where it's just a dud and there's no interaction and it's not fun and you know the whole nine yards that may be what's driving their expectation may have nothing to do with me whatsoever Exactly. So we, we kind of just added another dimension to this here too, is that you've got you've got the, the client, which is the organizer of the event or the individual who determines Matt is going to come and speak. And then you've got all those who are participating, who are attending. So we could say, not only are their expectations exactly the same, because they're all very hard to define, but all those individuals who are participating also have their own unique expectations based off of, well, maybe I did come to you know an event with another speaker another time and it formed on perception because they were a dud or because they knocked it out of the park and I said, no one will ever top this again. And now, Matt, that's the bar that you need to reach, right? So that's that's true for every individual person in the room in the sense that it's going to be different and that their expectations are all going to change. Yeah. If we look at this from the standpoint of guest experience, because this is you know what, what I talk a lot about is 
all of your guests have a very unique, specific expectation. And that is formed by, maybe it's all the things that you just mentioned, but flip it around to the guest side. Maybe it is that referral and that word of mouth. Maybe they are talking to someone at your attraction, at your venue, leading up to their visit. Maybe it's the advertisements on social media. Maybe it's a billboard. Maybe they drove by. Maybe they've been before, whatever that is. Their expectations are all very specific and unique to them. And it is very hard to define exactly what that is. So if we flip it over, let's now look at the perception of the experience. Because if we said that the experience exceeded the expectations or your, your presentation, your keynote exceeded expectations, that means that her perception, the way that she perceived it was even higher than what it was and she anticipated coming into it. Now, do you think that that is just as hard to define as an expectation? Or do you think that perhaps her perception, maybe maybe there's a little bit more concrete elements to it? So I think if we look at this example specifically, um, she had never seen me speak, right? So she didn't know, like she's going off of what somebody else has told her and an interaction that isn't exactly what it's like to put me on stage in front of a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say kind of what that relationship is in terms of the in terms of the the output of that that experience. What I can say is that when when I was up on stage, I felt like the crowd was with me, right? And so when I say that, to me, I think from, from an organizer standpoint, that's what she wants, right? She can, she can think my presentation is great or she can think it stinks. But if the crowd that she is organizing this for feels like this is something that is valuable to them, then to me, that would be part of her measurement as well. So mm -hmm. now I don't know if this happened, but if people came up to her and said, hey, those two, they were great. You know, it was a great presentation, great combo, blah, blah, blah. Got a lot out of it. Really inspiring way to start the, the conference. Maybe she heard things from her constituents as well that said, wow, you know, I thought it was really good, but they did too. And that's really who I'm doing this for. Mm -hmm. So, so many layers to this, to this onion, to this <laughs> onion. We haven't, we haven't peeled back an onion in a while. But here, we here we go. Use the phrase. So uh, you mentioned something interesting too, and that's that there were a couple hundred people there and she was in charge of determining who it is that is going to speak in front of a couple hundred people, which means that to her, there was, there was a lot on the line. Right. She needed to have something that was going to deliver an experience that would exceed everybody's expectation. So when she got the referral from Eric at Holiday World, uh, I am guessing and, you know, obviously, I, I don't know what that conversation was like, but it probably wasn't. Here's Matt. He speaks. He's available at this time. Yeah, be fine. Right. He's all right. Yeah. You know, the phrase, you know, the phrase under promise and over deliver. I've heard that a couple of times. Right. So if let's say Eric did say that, yeah, you know, he's, he's all right. He's, you know, he, he'd be good during that time. It'll, it'll be fine. Right. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, it can only go up from here. Right. And then if you came and delivered the exact presentation, then she could say, wow, that really exceeded my expectations because yeah, actually they were pretty poor. Right. Yeah. I like to, to compare kind of all this to like your experience at the DMV. You know, <laughs> when you, when you go to the DMV, what do you expect? Um, slow service, if that, um, you know, here's, here's what I expect. I expect to walk out with something that I didn't have when I walked in. Like if I'm going to get a license plate or if I'm going to get my license renewed, whatever it is, right. 
I'm walking out with that. Do I have a lot of high expectations about the experience within there? You know, as, as long as I don't get shot or get tetanus or something when I'm in there, I'm fine. Right. Um, but that leads to another question that I want to ask you in a little bit, but Okay, that, that's so, my answer. <laughs> if you were to walk into the DMV and they were playing Rush and they had free Wi-Fi and yeah. the uh, you know the associate smiled and made eye contact and used your name several times and got you in and out quickly, but maybe you didn't even want to leave because you know the, the chairs were really comfortable. Yeah, would you say would you say that that exceeded your expectation? Yes, yes, okay. because my expectations are very low. Yeah. So what if you walked into Disney World and they were playing Rush and someone just smiled and made eye contact and had comfortable chairs, but that was it. Would that exceed your expectation? So from a personal standpoint, I mean, this is really peeling back the onion, right? Because you know, my favorite band is Rush. So if I walked in and I had this personal soundtrack of Rush as I'm walking around Disney World. Okay. So that might be kind of cool, but the theme park nerd in me would say, well, that's not really keeping in the theme of that area. I will tell you that real quick, real quick, that when I heard Off Kilter at Epcot play a little bit of a Rush song, you know, I was like, wow. Okay, now I'm listening to Rush. I'm at a Disney park. How much better could it get? Okay. So what if you did all that, but all the trash cans were overflowing? Oh, and I would hate the it. the cast members were smiling and they canceled the fireworks show, even though the weather was perfect. You know, especially if the fireworks were going to be um, uh, to the music of Rush, <laughs> then I would really be upset. But yes, no, that that would that would upset me. Yes. Right. So you look at you compare the experience of going to the DMV to experience the, the, the expectation that you have of going to a theme park. And it's it's a huge disconnect. So I always kind of joke that like the DMV actually has an advantage because they can more easily exceed your expectations because the expectation is so low. And if you did go to the DMV and you said, wow, that really exceeded my expectations, they probably wouldn't take that as an insult because I think they know that <laughs> the expectation is, is pretty poor. No offense out there to anybody who has worked or does work or has family that works or owns or operates you know, at the DMV, but it tends to kind of be the butt of all jokes, right? Um, so the, the expectation that she had when she hired you she knew that it was pretty high. Can I can I ask you another question here too? Please, yeah, of course. And you don't have to to answer. I, mean, I don't know if, if you know the specifics, and you certainly don't need to go into detail. But were there other alternatives who perhaps they were considering? And maybe it was with this gig, and maybe it was it was anywhere of saying, well, we can bring in Matt, or we can bring in X Y Z, and the expectation of Matt needed to exceed the expectation of all the other alternative options. It's a great question. I don't think for this one, and Eric Snow, if you're listening, you could correct me if I'm wrong, if there were other people that you were considering. Um, I don't know that there was for this one, but I know that I've been in, we'll just say, quote unquote, competition with other speakers, other people um, that, you know, even as I would would look at them, I'm like, yeah, you probably should go with them, right? Like, like for whatever your 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 goal is, maybe they're a better fit, right? Maybe they're they're the the experience that they're going to create is more in line with what you want and maybe maybe i'm better off for something down the road or maybe i i did something with them in the in the in the past and and now they just want to hear a different voice totally okay with that um so but i think i think to your point like if there's two people 
just say in, in this case, two people that are up for, you know, the same gig, I think ex expectations absolutely play a lot into that. And it goes back to the things we talked about. So does anybody have any previous experience with that person? Right. And if, if all things are equal and we haven't, then you look for those, you look for those outlier or those not outliers. You look for those identifiers that can tell you, is this person going to be, um, you know, raise the experience or is this person going to raise the experience? So from, from a speaking standpoint, you might go look at YouTube, right? Are there any clips of this person, right? Does this person have a podcast where I can listen to them weekly about what they're talking about? Does this person have, you know, other resources that I can get more information about what they've done? Or is there somebody that's worked with them in the past that I can reach out to and say, you know, let's say, Josh, you hired me for something. Josh, what was it like working for Matt? And you say, oh, I wouldn't hire that guy at all, right? So that might be different from what they may see on a website or on social media. So right. then you take all that into consideration. And I think that then drives the expectation. Yeah. All of that right there can also be applied to the guest experience. So what, what are the options they have? You've got your direct competitors. You've got your indirect competitors. You've got sitting on the couch, binging Netflix all day, right? So the expectation that... You need to set, and I'm talking to you, Matt, and I'm talking to everyone who's you know watching and listening, and they're setting an expectation for their guests, for their employees, whatever it is, needs to be higher than all those other alternatives. So which means that, again, going back to that phrase earlier, under-promise and over-deliver doesn't exist. We can't under-promise because then nobody would, nobody would hire you. Nobody would visit your attraction. Nobody would do business with anybody if everybody is under-promising, right? But it still leaves the challenge that we need to set an extremely high expectation. And then we need to do everything we can to, to over-deliver what we've over-promised, right? We over-promise and over-deliver our over-promises, <laughs> which is which sounds completely impossible, but this is where this is where exceeding expectations comes into effect because your client's expectations are very high because they had a lot of other alternative options. There's uh, everything they've heard about you. There's, you know, this woman, you know, maybe maybe she felt her, her reputation is at stake of I'm the one choosing the speaker for hundreds of people. And if they don't like it, that's going to reflect very poorly. Think about that from, from a guest. If you bring a group of friends to an attraction or to a restaurant and the food is bad, whatever it is, you have a bad experience and you're like... That's all my fault. You know, I, I ruined the day. I ruined the evening, whatever it is. Yeah. So the expectation that the guest has ties in directly with all those other alternative options and how they're going to perceive the experience. And, and for everyone, everyone else who is involved in the, whether the decision-making process or at least the participation process um, is why it's so critical to over-promise and over-deliver your over-promise. <laughs> so can I ask you a little bit about that? Yes. Because... I think one of the things that I think about when I am, you know, maybe pitching a client or, you know, talking about what we're going to be doing is, is kind of along those lines. Like I want to make sure that they have a good understanding of what the experience is going to be like, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, and maybe you can correct me or, or maybe my, my terminology is a little off. At the same time, when I go and I deliver that, I want that to be. I want to wow them, right? You know, I know you yeah. talk about that. I want to wow them. I want to surprise and delight. And I think those things only happen when something is a surprise or something is not what they expected. So how does that fall into like over-promise, over-deliver? Is it over-promise and then over-over-deliver? 
Like, <laughs> exactly. You are, yeah. you are setting a high expectation and then you're delivering an even higher expectation. Like, uh, like to me, there, there, there should be a, at least a little bit of a gap so you can wow them. Does that make sense? For sure. hundred uh, percent. Even though we're like going beyond, there's like expectation, there's experience and there's like, and then there's like beyond that. Right. So how do you set a very high expectation while also setting yourself up for success to exceed that expectation? Is that sort of kind of the, the crux of what we're, what we're getting at here? Yeah, absolutely. And and to your point, I don't want to undersell or nobody right. should want to undersell, even if you're selling a roller coaster, right? You don't want to undersell that because then people probably aren't going to buy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, or ride it if it's if it's in the park right. and you're marketing to yeah to guests, right? Right. I, so you mentioned wow, and you mentioned surprise, and those words in and of itself. If we okay, we could we could think about them. So okay, we need to wow them. We need to surprise them. We can deconstruct that and really look at uh, specific things that you can do that even when the expectation is very high, that it will uh, even exceed that expectation. And I know you've heard me talk about this, you know, uh, several times before of, of what, you know, what is a wow moment and how can we actually put some structure around it that we can, we can do this on purpose. Cause kind of the idea of, of wow and surprise, I uh, almost sounds serendipitous and it should really feel that way to the end user that, that you're kind of, you know, stumbling into these moments that seem very spontaneous uh, when at the, at the same time, they're actually very well crafted. So if we look at it, you know, from the standpoint of, of guest experience, we, we look at wow moments as something that goes beyond the expectation. So that in and of itself, it, you know, it, it needs to happen, which means we need to understand our expectation and we need to meet our, our guests or our clients expectation. We can talk more on that. Um, it needs to go beyond uh, what you've promised as well. It needs to go beyond kind of your, you can look at it and say like your job duties, whether it's you as the speaker or even a, a frontline employee, that there's like a, there's, there's a checklist of I'm going to do this. I'm going to greet the guest. I'm going to ask their name. I'm going to ask how many is in their party. I'm going to say right this way, whatever it is. It needs to go beyond that. Uh, it also cannot uh, negatively impact any other guest experience. So if, if you were to say, I'm canceling all my gigs because I'm, you know, coming in, I'm speaking for you, that would be, well, it would be a wow moment because it would, you know, make that person feel really good, but make a lot of other people feel really bad and probably have a lot of negative consequences down the road. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that that cost, you know, nothing or or very little to implement. Uh, so, you know, in in your case, something that would be very low cost is that if there was, you know, if there was a, a small, you know, a small gift for every participant in the room that was, you know, something very valuable to them, it had a lot of value but very low cost. And it could be, you know, something like. Just, you know, I, I used to uh, print off business cards with the last model on them. So you've got like a quick like complaint resolution guide that would give that to, you know, every every employee in the group of now like, oh, next time I've got, you know, a, a guest situation, I can maybe quickly glance at this and be able to, to get through it. Or I could look at it at the beginning of my shift at the beginning of every day, something like that. Uh, so that is something that um, maybe it's not in your proposal. You know, it's not it's not listed as Matt's deliverables. Mm -hmm. You've you've got enough built up in there anyway to say, okay, now I can do even more than what I promised. And when it comes across in that way, it probably is even better that it wasn't part of the initial conversation. So if you look at, you know, the, like my example of like, like, you know, I, I give everyone a little business card with the last model on it to all the, all the frontline staff, something like that is, I mean, it's so low cost, like it's, it's dirt cheap to, you know, to do that. Mm -hmm. 
if I were to put that in my proposal to say, like, I will provide your staff members with this, would that actually help me get the sale? Would that help, like, actually, like, book, like, the speaking engagement? That probably in and of itself isn't enough, like, fire to push a proposal over the edge. But when it happens in real life, then it, it is a, a bit of a surprise and delight. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and and I think what what I was kind of thinking about is the is that reaction, you know, because if 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 your expectations are met, like there's no wow. Do you know right. what I mean? Like like yes. you walk you walk into the DMV and everything is the, exactly the way you expect it. Okay, it's what I expect. I'm going to sit here on this hard plastic chair. I'm going to wait for my turn. I'm going to walk out of here. Hopefully, with what I with what I need, uh, you know, to walk out of here with. Um, and that that reaction isn't what's going to drive you to want no pun intended to want to go and do that again but that is more of a necessity right nobody has to go to disney right nobody has to go to our tourism conference it's it's th something that people are choosing to go to so when you can get people in that mindset and say hey i've i've chosen to be here and oh by the way i'm going to be more open to some of those experiences then you start to get that reaction and i think that's the you know as a as a speaker, as a trainer, as a facilitator, those are the reactions that I go for, right? Whether it's through humor or through, you know, personal connections. And you really go for those, those opportunities to not only, you know, educate and train or inspire, but to really make a connection. And, and sometimes that takes, that takes the form of something that you can't put in the proposal. So I think to your point, that's something that goes maybe above and beyond, maybe, yeah, I'd say so. You know, when, when you've got a, a room full of people and you said like the audience is with you, they're probably really engaged, probably smiling. I'm sure you probably told a lot of jokes, you know, <laughs> along the way, right? But you probably didn't put that in your proposal. Like, I will be funny. Right. You know, no, like this, I, no, this no. <laughs> you know, right. The, you know, that, that humor, that is where it, it's spontaneous. It's serendipitous. It's happening in the moment and not people like, oh, I heard Matt's really funny. So I'm going to come and speak. I'm going to come in and hear him speak. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, he was great. It was super engaging. And, and wow. Like he, he said a lot of things and used humor so well that really helped the points resonate quickly. Uh, so those are, those are the intangibles. Mm. It's the intangibles are, are really where the wows happen because they're things that in, you know, and that's in that instance, your delivery style, your, you know, your entertaining and engaging way of doing it doesn't cost anything for you to do. Whereas mm. the value to the end user is very high. Uh, going back to, to Disney world here, if you were to get on jungle cruise and the skipper were to just, you know, read the script just outright or you know you, you wouldn't have a great time on it right it's it's the intangible component of of that experience when they're telling those funny very corny jokes throughout the ride throughout the you know throughout the cruise you say wow that that exceeded my expectations and i'm on a ride at disney world which meant my expectations were very high so here's a question as someone like me who likes to experience attractions more than once right? You know, we're not, we're not just one and done kind of people. Um, you go on Jungle Cruise. Do you expect, and maybe this is a bad example, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do you expect different jokes every time? Or do you expect the, the same ones and you know when they're coming and and you like to anticipate it and say it along with them or, you know, so that's a different level of expectation too. Yeah. 
Uh, so first I'll say one of the greatest days of my life was when they let me be a guest, a guest skipper on Jungle Cruise. And I got to yeah. do like three minutes of, of the tour. As I've said in previous episodes, like Jungle Cruise or anywhere I can be a boat captain, like is my is my ultimate like frontline employee dream job, uh, which is maybe why I brought it up. Um, <laughs> but to, to kind of get to the the what I what I think you're asking is if the the expectation is set based on a previous experience. Does that make it a challenge for that uh, for that expectation to be exceeded when the when the guest comes back, or if you were to to go speak for the same organization again, or if the same woman were to hire you because she said, "I saw Matt speak before, and I want him to copy and paste, do it again," and now you've got the obligation to say, "Okay, I need to deliver the same caliber," or really now it needs to be an even higher perception of the experience because we know where the bar is set, right? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Okay, uh, yes, I mean, <laughs> like, you now you now are, are being challenged to say, if, if let's say like you go back and, and uh, you know, if, if the, same, the same person hires you again, I know you get a lot of repeat business. When you go back, they've got the expectation for what you delivered last time. And now that needs to be the baseline, right? It, you know, it, it, can't, it can't fall below that. Otherwise, you would not meet the expectation that you gave to them based on a previous experience. So, uh, if you translate that in into the guest experience, and somebody has the the greatest experience of their life, and they want to come back, then yeah, that is a real challenge to say, can I give them the greatest experience of their life again? There are some places that I won't go back to because of how great of an experience I had, right? Because of saying like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tarnish it, right? I want to preserve it, you know, as as is. Uh, but our industry also thrives off of repeat visitation. So Absolutely. we need to be continuously finding ways to go above and beyond and exceed our, our guests' expectations, our clients' expectations, whatever it is, whether it is uh, you know their, their first time visiting us or doing business with us or their 10th, 15th, 20th, whatever it is. And I think really the best ways to achieve that is to kind of actually go back to what we were saying a few minutes ago. And that's that those happen in those intangible moments. And, and you've got the, the deliverables, you've got the checklist. That's Those are the promises. Those are the expectations. Those need to be delivered. And then beyond that checklist, beyond those list of promises is where you do have the opportunity, even if it's similar caliber to it, it can still exceed the expectation because it's still beyond, beyond the checklist. Does that kind of make sense? I, I know oh, yeah. we're this is sort of like nebulous, a little conceptual here, but. That's okay. No, I, I think it does make sense. And it makes me think about like all those things you just mentioned in terms of what that looks like from a guest experience. It makes me think about the employee experience, right? Because so often, especially frontline employees, you know, their expectation may be that they're coming in to do the exact same thing they did the day before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as leaders, as, as business owners, as managers, how do we, how do we set them up for some wow or for, or for some, some, some surprise and delight based on the fact that their expectation is, Hey, my job, Millennium Force, we'll just take that one. Cause you, you work there. Right. But my job is to run Millennium Force. Now there's different positions, right? Sometimes you're on the microphone. Sometimes you're not, sometimes you're greeter, sometimes you're, you know, on the platform. So there's differences within that but you're still at the same attraction. So how do we then create that sort of exceed expectation mentality from a team member perspective? And if you provide a wow moment to one team member or a group of team members, 
uh, now you're formulating the expectation that you're going to do that again. Right. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, and think of this, you know, from, you know, from the mindset of leadership is the more you do for your employees, the more it raises the bar for you to continue to challenge that. So it's, it's almost a little bit of a, a two-way street of saying, okay, I, you know, I, I did this once now I need to, I need to improve as a leader because I need to do something again. I need to do something even, even greater mm -hmm. than what I did the first time because the expectations are changing. The expectations are rising based on the employee's experience and they're coming here every single day. Right. Right. So I think it's probably harder to, you know, when you talk about the guests that may come to that facility once, or maybe a couple of times a year, or, you know, they're, they're, um, uh, you know, they, they don't go back because they want to preserve that experience. So that it's only one time, but again, a team member is every day, right. Or every couple of days. So, um, focusing on how we can do those things in terms of what would a, what would a guest appreciate and think about them as a human being. Right. And then what would a team member appreciate the, the last thing on the, I think there's four things that you talk about, right. The last thing or is, is about having little to no cost. And I think that's where a lot of wow can happen when it comes to your employees, because sometimes just spending some time with them, sometimes, um, you know, giving them a quick thank you, some quick recognition and whoever's, you know, been in any of my sessions or, you know, talks at any time knows, you know, I, I'm an advocate for this. Um, but I think sometimes we don't, we don't put a lot of stock in it because, you know, if we're doing it a lot, then we think we're doing it a lot but it's the impression to that one team member. Mm -hmm. So if Josh, you're, you're at the, the greeter position of millennium force, right. And a manager walks by and even if they're not an attractions manager, right. But they see you and they see your, your measuring heights and doing everything. And they just give you a quick thumbs up and a, and a smile, you know, I mean, that means that someone noticed what you were doing and it's quick. It's, it's in the moment, but maybe that's something that, that you can, you can take and say, wow, somebody noticed that I was doing something cool and mm -hmm. that didn't cost anything, right? It, it, take, it took no time whatsoever, but it had a big impact. And that could be a wow moment for, for a team member. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're talking about, if it's from a team member where you have a lot more interactions with them, which means that there's a lot more, if, if you're continually raising the bar of the expectation, then it becomes increasingly more challenging. At the very minimum, you should strive to continue to meet that high expectation that they have yeah. uh, is even if it's just getting them to come back for their next shift, right. And not quit their job. Right. Then, then that should be the absolute baseline. I know that that sounds, you know, probably really obvious, but I, I kind of alluded to this, you know, earlier when we were talking about um, kind of understanding the expectation and then meeting the expectation and then exceeding the expectation. It is very important to, very much do that in order. And if you look at all the expectations that your guests have, all the expectations that your team members have, all the expectations that your clients have, you need to check all those boxes before thinking, okay, how am I going to wow them? Mm. And that is, is so critical. And that is something that, that I talk about a lot, because if you focus so much on exceeding expectations without meeting those expectations first, it's going to backfire and you're going to end up falling below expectations. 
So just to put that into, into some context in terms of what I just experienced, right? If if I would talk about what what it what did it take for me to meet the expectation of that organizer, right? Mm-hmm. They asked for my PowerPoint like a week and a half in advance. All right. So getting them that PowerPoint a week and a half in advance. I think that's meeting an expectation. Check, Check right? Yep. You know, <laughs> um, sending an invoice, right? That's meeting an expectation. Showing up and being there. Right. That's meeting an expectation. I actually I talked to one of the other organizers um, and, you know, they like I said, they had Vince talk for a little while. And then I I spoke and we were all part of the same session. And she says, you know, if one of you didn't show up, I was just going to ask the other one to go longer. Right. So so just being there is the expectation. Um, so those sort of non-negotiables, those things you can put on a checklist, you know, that makes people feel good about doing business with you, whether it's a client like this, whether it's, you know, you're, you're doing that for, a, for a guest, um, you're doing that for the team member. If a team member's check, you know, doesn't deposit in their account, like that's an expectation. They, they want that check, right. Or they, they want that money. So if that p- process isn't working, then they feel like some, some level of expectation has been met. And to your point, then it's harder to get to the exceeds because they're thinking about the, what we didn't do to meet an expectation. So even if I came in and did the exact same presentation, you know, hopefully had the the same reaction, but if leading up to that, I was kind of a jerk to work with, right. And I didn't get my PowerPoint in and, oh, by the way, the, the morning of, I want to make a big change to that PowerPoint. And, um, you know, let's say that, that, um, something happened and we had to adjust and, and, you know, you know, change on the fly and things like that. And if, if I wasn't kind of flexible around that, then I'm going to kind of look like a diva. And then it doesn't almost matter, especially to that organizer, how great that presentation was. Doesn't matter. They're not going to want to work with you again. Mm-hmm. So I think all I think your your point is really well taken. Like you've got to take care of that meat stuff before you can get to the exceeds. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, uh, overcompensate for your failures by trying to go above and beyond in other areas. It's yeah. check all those boxes first because the expectations that your clients have of you and for everyone out there, you know, your, your guests have it, your team members have of you, those expectations should really be looked at as promises. Mm. When you agreed to have your PowerPoint in a week and a half, you promised your PowerPoint would be in a week and a half. No further changes necessary. You promised you would be in at X time. You promised X, Y, Z. Then now you're super engaging. Now you're giving a really fun presentation. Now people are learning a lot. Now people are, are with you the whole time. They're laughing. That's the above and beyond. And exactly to what you just said, that wouldn't have mattered at all if you hadn't done all those previous things first. Right. Because in their mind, they're thinking this guy can't get his PowerPoint in and whatever. And then like, let's, let's think about that again from a, from an employee standpoint, right? You know, we, we, we talked about the paycheck, right? Obviously super important. <clears throat> somebody's going out to try to do their best to serve a guest and they just got out of a meeting where they were berated by the management team, right? You know, we've got to watch our labor, got to watch our costs, you know, send people home, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but go create really great guest experiences, right? <laughs> Those two things don't go together. Or else. <laughs> or else. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I think, I think there's, again, there's that baseline and then we, we work on the, the exceeds, but I have a, a question for you that I want to okay. make sure we get to, um, yes. you, you started to kind of allude to it earlier, but when you're doing guest experience workshops and you're teaching people about, you know, the meeting, the expectations and exceeding them, 
in those conversations, are we always assuming that people's expectations are high? And if so, how to overcome that or, you know, how to, how to, you know, deliver above that. Or I know you, I don't think you've done anything for the DMV, but are there, are there times when they're like, well, the expectations are just, they're, they're pretty low and we don't have to go very far above that. So, you know, I guess the, the big question is, do we always assume that our guest expectations are really high? Well, first, one of the things I talk about, particularly with anticipating needs, is to never make assumptions. Okay, good. <laughs> and yes, we do assume <laughs> expectations are high. So I know it's a little contradictory. Maybe maybe it's not assumption, but maybe it's uh, act as if their expectation is high. Uh, and, and really look at it and say, if their expectation was low, why would they be here? And maybe there are some circumstances maybe uh, you know someone was dragged by their boyfriend girlfriend or whatever so just you know come with me and you know and like just humor me for the day and come to the aquarium whatever it is uh so so yeah those those circumstances you know certainly happen you know from you know here and there uh but i would i i would always say it act with the intent that their expectation is very high they had so many other alternative options and even if even if someone is is dragged there by that you know by that person who you know was was more excited than they were, uh, they still they still paid for that ticket you know they still uh, you know they they still came and visited and now we really have an opportunity yeah maybe maybe we don't need to go as far above and beyond to exceed their expectation because perhaps in those rare guests it is lower but how big of a differential can we create? To say if, if you've got that that guest who uh they they've got the highest expectation in the world, we have we we have an, an exciting challenge on our hands. And if we occasionally have a guest who has an extremely low expectation, then we have an opportunity to to have a, a very big gap between the mm. expectation and the perceived experience that uh can and should lead to advocacy. I uh, lead mm -hmm. to you know, that positive trip advisor review said, you know, I came here because, you know, my, you know, whatever, you know, said they wanted to go and I didn't think much of it, but wow, let me tell you. So I would say, you know, never, never assume that anybody has a low expectation uh, or never, yeah, never assume that everybody has a high expectation, but always, always act that way. Mm, okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So as we go back to sort of the preface of this conversation where somebody had, you know, in, in a very kind way said, I don't want to insult you by saying you exceeded my expectations, right? Um, what do you think we take away from this just in terms of, of understanding expectations, understanding how we exceed them uh, from, from any standpoint? Mm -hmm. uh, well, first I'd say that, uh, and I, and I know that you are, flattered to hear that that you exceeded oh, the absolutely 100 and by no means insulted so i think that that's you know an important piece and i think that uh, this conference organizer realized something very insightful and that is that we hired matt because we had really high expectations and he came here and despite the fact that our expectations uh were so high he found a way to exceed them and as we translate that into several other aspects of our business, we talked about it from the guest experience. We talk about it from the employee experience. Uh, you can you can look at it the exact same way. 
the expectation that your guests have is extremely high because they did not need to visit you. You mentioned mm -hmm. that earlier. They could have done so many other things aside from visiting you. And you promised them so many things. And now you've got the opportunity to do all those and exceed those expectations that I think it, it comes down to saying, don't underpromise so you can overdeliver because no one's going to visit you. No one's going to hire you. But look at the promises that you're making. Make sure you're meeting those promises and then find the intangible ways to over achieve what it is that uh, that the guest expects because of what you've promised them. Absolutely. So I think if we go back and re-listen to this episode, I wonder how many times we said the word expectations. <laughs> we can go back and count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so thank you for going down that rabbit hole uh, with me and for uh, peeling back the onion. I do appreciate it. I guess this was another one of those granular episodes. Um, <laughs> and so I expect that uh, we'll have more of these in the future and uh, have some more great conversations. But for everybody out there who's watching and listening today, just remember, we are all Attraction Pros. Thanks for listening to the Attraction Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in when new episodes release. And even better, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information, visit attractionpros.com.